According to a report by the International Labour Organization, more than 60% of the global workforce are in the informal economy. Two billion people are currently employed in informal work. Um, that's that's the, I forget the number, but it's a significant part of, of the work, current working population. And most of that work happens in Asia. So waste management in Indian cities is a, is a typical place where you see informal work. We typically know of the waste picker taking on that risk of putting their hand into dump sites or like garbage bags to take out some kind of recyclable waste. This is Siddharth Handy. I'm the founder and CEO of Kabadiwala Connect. Uh, we work to provide decentralized waste management solutions for cities in the developing world that's really powered by the informal sector. We're a social enterprise, really looking at you know, what the informal supply chain is doing and how can we firstly use and leverage that supply chain, but then also integrate them into the formal system. The scale of this informal sector is truly staggering. In today's episode, we're speaking to Siddharth about how his venture is solving the problem of waste management while also mapping out this extensive informal supply chain. So when we did a survey in Chennai, which is where I'm from, the, uh, the sixth largest city in India, I think, uh, we found that there was like 2,500 scrap shops and they were collecting like 130,000 tons of recyclable waste every year. If that's a formal contract, that's a multi-million dollar contract. I'm Rama Shakaki, and you're listening to Innovate with Purpose, the official podcast of Expo Live, an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Before we begin, it's important to define what we mean when we say informal sector. The term refers to any one part of a workforce that is employed informally, meaning no contract, no insurance, no standard working conditions, no health and safety regulations, and no social protection. And when he considered the informal workers in his hometown of Chennai, India, Siddharth started looking at one subset in particular the waste pickers and garbage collectors. You know, most of the waste collection models, I would say, in the developing world are really based on experiences of Western cities. And it's quite expensive. There's a World Bank study which says that it can cost a municipality anywhere between 20 to 50% of its budget to implement what, what is considered proper waste management services. So I think that there's this issue of like very centralized kind of thinking about waste collection. And the informal sector is decentralized at nature, right? Because they're kind of like, they've been built with, <laughs> with trying to be the most efficient. And they've kind of found this way of kind of like cost optimization and collection. So I think that they can really be leveraged to kind of like solve a problem for municipalities ultimately, which is the cost of waste collection. Tell me, Siddharth, what is your background and how did you first start thinking about this informal sector? So my background is I'm a data scientist and GIS and remote sensing, you know, maps and data with latitude and longitude, that's, that's kind of the stuff that I've been working in. I worked in the development sector for about eight years, kind of working on that skill set before starting Kabadiwala Connect. But the idea of this kind of came in when I was doing college and we used to organize these beach cleanups uh, every week. Uh, it was a youth group called Reclaim Our Beaches. It was kind of really cool. It's like we used to meet and then we'd also stay back and kind of talk about waste management, you know. Because in Chennai, for example, like we generate like 6,000 tons of waste, I think, every day. And that goes to kind of like two very unsanitary landfills. According to the most recent data, Chennai generates 5,600 tons every day 
but the point still stands. It is a lot. So, you know, the de facto recycling in India is actually taken on by these waste pickers, small scrap shops and larger, you can call them informal material recovery facilities. That's when the idea to start Kebadiwala Connect, or KC for short, came about. A waste management company that provides decentralized solutions. So the idea for Kebadiwala Connect actually started when I wanted to map all the scrap shops. And then once you could see it on a map, all these scrap shops serving the community, you know, we started looking at it as infrastructure, really. And how do you make this, how do you leverage this infrastructure for a city became kind of the core mandate for Kabadiwala Connect. Casey brings a multi-pronged approach. First, it provides mapping of the waste infrastructure in a particular neighborhood or city. So we typically, we, we say that we can map an entire city of like 8 million people, you know, which is a tier one city in India within six months. And you can start seeing data in three months. So it's also kind of like a, a pipeline of how you would collect this data, how you store this data, how would you, you know, how would you build where exactly the infrastructure is and, and you know, convert that into, let's say, a procurement strategy or a compliance strategy and, and things like that. Secondly, with this information, Casey can work with a supply chain that is traceable and predictable. That way, processing plants or businesses who are looking to buy recyclable plastics, paper, or other materials can use this system. Siddharth and his team have designated this supply chain into different levels. So for us, we use level zero, level one, and level two aggregators based on what we've seen the core function in the supply chain. Level one is what is known as a kabadiwala. It's material agnostic and is set up to buy a lot of waste from waste pickers and local residents. Level two then buys materials from these level ones. They're much more focused on a specific type of material so they can be classified as a recovery facility. Finally, Casey can provide information on the logistics and traceability of these materials. And through this, Casey's solution is also bringing the informal sector into a more formal world. So Casey, you know, is really on a mission. Bringing in you know, the formal system means we need to see site compliance. You need to have labor compliance in the supply chain, you know. And, and you know, but, but we really believe in these stakeholders who are already incentivized and working to recycle as like a huge kind of lever of the circular economy in India. Shifting gears, how did the Expo Live grant propel Casey forward? What was the grant used for? <laughs> this is where Expo has been so important to us. Um, you know, we have this hypothesis. Like, there's a, there's a serious flaw in the system if the core material is coming from a waste picker choosing between their health and livelihood by putting their hand in an open dam or in a garbage can. So, we had a hypothesis that what if we used these local scrap shops and their waste pickers to actually organize last mile collection of household waste. So rather than have the household mix everything, throw it into the outside bin, and then the waste picker come and pick it up, what if there's a system where there was segregation at, at, let's say, an apartment, and you had these bins, and waste pickers would come and pick up material from that, get get a salaried wage, get get incentives for the you know for segregation, you know, completely decentralized model of waste collection. And we're at a point where we've, I think, collected over 200 tons of plastic through this exercise. So that's incredible. You've solved the last mile problem and you've given the waste pickers stability and safety. So what comes next? But our goal now is to see 
you know, to raise some money so that we can scale that and see if that works at scale. So can we do that for 50 streets, for example, with all the local scrap shops and their waste pickers? And if we have a successful proof of concept there, then that would mean governments and big waste management companies should seriously look at this supply chain for what it's offering them. One of the things KC has invested in is the installation of these smart bins. These bins are distributed in an area where residents or locals can put and separate their waste, plastic, paper, metal, etc. Once it's full, the bin has a sensor that notifies the local scrap shop, and they send out the waste pickers to then collect these materials. That way, they're not going into dirty water or off the side of the road or jumping into bins to collect the waste. But they're going to the household, they have an ID card, they're, you know, they're going in there, they have a positive relationship with the community, they pick up that material and it comes back. It's also very important from a traceability perspective because then you start seeing how much volume is coming from each independent location and you, know, you can start doing a lot of things at scale. I hope that you know it, it builds into something more and more. Is just trying to use data to tell a story about actually what's happening in a supply chain. People are shocked to hear that there's so many people working informally, for example, you know, and like there's so many informal businesses. Um, and I think data really helps showcase what these businesses do and like how they how they support just our everyday life. And what does success look like for you? Um, <laughs> success for me, you know, it would be like like zero waste to the landfill <laughs> and really uh, the backbone of the supply chain being these current waste pickers small and large scrap shops who have been working you know tirelessly for the last 60 years so you've been doing this work in chennai so far and i believe in another indian city too so where's next We've been to Indonesia and we've, we were so excited to see that the supply chain looks very similar and that there is this, you know, L0, L1, L2 kind of concept there where the, there is an L1 who's material agnostic and there is an L2 who is actually very, you know, like very specific in what they do and more like a material recovery facility. But, you know, our, our goal, our hopeful goal is to go to, you know, places where we, we've heard that there's so much informal work happening in the recycling supply chain, like Vietnam, Philippines, and, and do some mapping work there and like work with the right partners there to really make sure that, you know, this supply chain is, can play a central role in, in, in the waste management system of the future. Innovate with Purpose is the official podcast of Expo Live an innovation program by Expo 2020 Dubai. Innovation can come from anywhere to everyone. Learn more by visiting expo2020dubai.com forward slash expo dash live. Innovate with Purpose is produced by Kerning Cultures Network. Episodes are released every Sunday and Wednesday. Subscribe to Innovate with Purpose on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review.